0: So you want to know your dharma. <laughs> yeah, you know, these Sanskrit terms are, they're so deep. There's so, so much depth to them. You could, you could do a, like a scholarship class just on the meaning of dharma, these, these words. But I, I boil it down to an essence, a really pragmatic essence. And the basics are the, the dharma, your dharma is that role for you to play in this, this life that is written just for you. Now, uh, what does that mean? It, it, it means that it fits your needs perfectly, all your needs, your real needs. Your, your need for purpose. your need to contribute to the greater good. Your need for work that you really are good at and that you love. You need to really be fulfilled on every, every level, to be challenged, to be creative, and to reach your, your really your highest potential on all levels physically mentally and spiritually so this is a deep subject it's a big subject it's the most pragmatic of subjects it's what you're going to do for, with your life so this this perfect role for you it's scripted by your karma, which is kind of a scary thought. This means it's the same thing as saying it's determined by, you know, by all your past choices. And those choices they hail way back. It's more than than you can you know understand or analyze by uh, looking at the events of your life, uh, because the truth is you you come into this life with an agenda that has a very long history, and life after life, you've been making decisions and taking actions. And the conglomerate of that, the sum total of that is what you see in the mirror. It's all of your tendencies and all of your qualities, this life. So this this law of cause and effect, karma, it, it's very exacting. It, it follows you through all of this, the stages that you've played on this on this stage of life, all the roles you've played on this stage of life. Uh, now, your dharma, you know, this is really, it's kind of a trap. If you keep on acting, you keep on creating cause and effect, you can get trapped. But your dharma is that role that'll get you out of the trap, it'll free you. Because uh, you know, to, you know, to get out of this, this, this grind, um, if you're just going along uh, kind of on automatic, you're just following your inclinations and your impulses, you're, you are just become one great big karma factory and you, you get caught. Uh, but the, the Dharma is the way out. So remember, that you know, the whole purpose of this play is to awaken. That is the only game in town. It is really what it's all about. So it's you. You know, really the game of life. It's about learning, growing, expanding into the consciousness of your immortal nature. This is pig. It's a very high purpose. So the idea of your Dharmic role being written by your karma, by your own past actions, you don't want to misunderstand that as some sort of fate. Your future is not predetermined. You're you're not doomed to take the brunt of all your past mistakes, all the consequences of all your past mistakes. The law is, is unforgiving cause effect. There are consequences. Before you act, you have freedom. After you act, you have consequences. That's the law. But how do you get out of that? You don't have to take the hit of everything you've done uh, when you get conscious. And Dharma is your way of getting con- living consciously. And not just that, aligning to higher purpose. So what's the key here? You possess free choice. And your job is to learn how to utilize it to your highest advantage, to your, to your highest potential. So free choice ends up being the wild card in this game of life. Most people think they have free choice and they don't. They're mostly going on automatic. They say, I want this, I'm going for that. And it's because they, they think because it's a want and they're fulfilling it, I will that I have free choice. It's not true. They're really robotic, actually. They're just going on impulse. Conscious free choice means that you're aligned with not just your impulses, but really your higher purpose. It's, there's a lot to this. Uh, so when you do that, you know, this that you you become your the the goal of your life and the 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 way you live it is in alignment with this thing bigger than yourself. It completely changes how you live your life. It really completely changes it. It turns everything around, and most of your past karma dissolves. You don't have to take the hit. So, but the law of karma has a has a really great purpose. It's not just a, like a punishment or a, some mindless machine. It's only when we're mindless that it's a mindless machine. But for the person that's trying to awaken, it serves this purpose of, of teaching us discrimination and how to take responsibility. Discrimination because, hey, cause effect, I don't like this effect. That sucks. I want to change this. And then you learn to choose more consciously and get the outcomes that are really for your highest good, for your for your, uh, you know, for everybody else's highest good. So uh, the thing is, once you 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 know learn the lessons that the karma is there to teach you, this this awareness, this this conscious discrimination, and this taking responsibility, you don't you don't have to. You, you start to exercise self discipline. You don't have to have the discipline of this raw getting slammed by the negatives all the time to teach you to guide you. So. Dharma is getting you aligned with that, so <laughs> you get free of having to be whipped all the time to learn something. Now, if you're not quite sure about these ideas of karma and reincarnation, you're not so sure if this is true, you know. And you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't just accept it. But, uh, but that's okay. You don't have to believe that or you know buy into that totally to to make practical use of this principle of dharma these are all laws you're not going to be able to escape them but you don't have to believe you know but this dharma law this dharma principle is really useful it's the pragmatic part it's where the rubber meets the road of your actions in life so uh you know the belief thing and and buying into the whole like like, uh, uh, philosophy of you know karma reincarnation uh, you know, you, you meditate, you'll find out the stuff's true. But right now, whatever, you, you, you're not there yet. So, uh, but to start, though, you do have to at least have some sense of a bigger picture and some sense that you're here for something more than, you know, eating, sleeping, you know, eat, drink and be merry, have, have fun and avoid pain. Uh, and it, but plus, you also need to properly know how to read the pattern of your own tendencies. Uh, why? So you can reorient yourself to these higher principles. Now, reading this pattern, reading your own pattern, it can be really hard without guidance from wiser heads. Because you know, in the beginning, when we want to become the self we're starting to wake up. We don't. We're sick of being whipped. We want to live more consciously. We're. St- Still, mostly not aware of our own impulses. They're just like running, and so you know, kind of by definition, we don't yet have a perspective on ourselves. How do you become aware of those impulses? Well, this is where the the tools that mention and know come in to get aware of yourself. You you you've got to start going within instead of just living without. You've got to plumb your own depths. You've got to like you got to tap into your intuition. That will guide you. But until you get that, you totally can depend on that for yourself, which is the goal. And you will. It's inevitable. Guidance. You need guidance. And so you got to get real. I can't be my own guide in a lot of these things. I can't, you know, consult the oracle of my own impulses. They're going to look at where they've led you; It's going to produce more of the same. So where do you go? There aren't like, like these great, you know, wise sages on every corner. There are, these are rare. So you've gotta to get tools that'll develop yourself. You can't depend on other people. Uh, so uh, this this thing, you know, trying to trying to like prematurely sort of like go on your 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 uh, you know, intellectual ideas or your your passion of your heart. This is like the blind leading the blind. In the beginning. In the end you become your own self-guide, your inner guidance becomes it but really not at first. So you've got to be real about that. So, you know, when, when when you take a look at first, you're seeing you're yanked around here by your 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 whims, your likes, and just like your fears, your, and mostly you're just trying to, damn, you're just trying to fit in somehow, fit into this place. Uh, so consulting yourself, as I said, you know, in this situation, it is really the blind leading the blind. And it's similar with uh, today's conventional counseling. It's the blind leading the blind. I, you know, I'm sorry. Our educational system is geared almost entirely towards training for the job market. Not that that's irrelevant, but this is no way to get self-awareness. It's the opposite. So how how what you do all fits into the larger context of your purpose, or uh, you know, that is dismissed really as irrelevant by education, or or it's given pat fundamentalist answers. So uh, there was either no higher meaning at all, or it's this rigid adherence to convention and tradition. And neither one of these is going to get you to your dharma, to your fulfillment, to your, to, to your happiness. Uh, and... Uh, in school, you're tested on job-related aptitudes and then you're funneled in that direction. Uh, and those who rebel and, and they follow their hearts, you know, uh, all too often what that means is they're just taking pot shots at pipe dreams, you know, they, until you get self-aware, then, you know, following your heart's a different thing but uh, you got to get self-aware and that your dharma is not intertwined with this. Finding your dharma, is a, it depends up on your becoming self-aware enough to choose. So most people are either directed into a job they can do, but they end up hating, or they wander for years in a maze, trial and error. So your dharma is not just about your aptitudes. Nor is it just about your passions du jour. It's a lot more than that. It's much, much deeper than that. So as described in chapter two of my book, No, your, your Dharma is that role that serves the very high purpose of you fulfilling your highest purpose. It's simultaneously it builds on your strengths and it helps you strengthen where you're weakest. It's, it's amazing. I call it the you know the dual strands of developmental DNA. It's your spiritual DNA. And uh, so you're, you know, when you have these two things, you're you're, you're using your strengths and you're, you're, it's stretching and growing where you're weak. This is this is how your 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 soul gets is able to act, act, give be given expression be to expanding, be given expression. Now in the higher ages of of ancient cultures, an understanding of dharma was woven into the entire society. It was just amazing. You, know, you you the all, all of the parents and the teachers they were intuitive enough to perceive and un, and understand the undercurrents of, of a child's deep character and so they were they were qualified to provide the guidance they had the wisdom and they knew their primary responsibility to through the child was to guide them to flower spiritually not to fit in and play a role not to be like them, but to be themselves. Amazing. Just think about how amazing that would be to have a world full of parents and teachers and you know, guides that get you. They see you. They see who you are, and they know how to you know, really draw out your strength. They, and so the education of the higher ages was, was experientially based they, you, and it was always individually geared. So that there were situations created for that individual to learn exactly what they need to learn right at the time they needed to learn it, according to their character, according to their, their stage of being able to, to, to understand and to flower next. So now, of course, it also, this ancient education, uh, it also had, had the very pragmatic part to it, where it, you had to be prepared to fulfill a, a real role in society. That, you know, you have a job to do. You got to make money, or you know, however the the society is structured. Um, but you know, dharma, so dharma is nothing if not pragmatic. It's that too. It includes that. Uh, but really, that's the easy part. The pragmatic part's the easy part, because you know, think about it. You, you, you. If a young person their entire life they are brought up, always supported in being them their real selves. Now, I'm not. Talking about their whimsical selves or their their you know self indulgent brat self. I mean, their core self. They're always that's always drawn out. They know who they are. They they've always had a sense of that. It's been reinforced. It's been seen, and they've been guided their whole lives along a line of study that fits that. So imagine it. They they they. they they're Naturally, there. there's a willingness there, there's a self-assurance, there's a presence of mind that's required to learn technical skills rapidly. I mean, no problem. I know this story just in our time, this isn't a higher ages, but this kid that that was homeschooled. A friend was telling me they were watching this over years and they were thinking, oh my God, what a disaster. The kid was like 10 years old and he could barely read. Uh, and this person telling the story goes, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't homeschool my kids. But this kid, that summer, he got this interest in organic chemistry, and in one summer, he went from like a, a third grade, second grade reading level to way beyond his grade level. I mean, because he, he was ready and he was embracing something that he loved. All right, so. All right, you yeah. know, this isn't higher ages, right? You know, we don't have this, but I'm just using it as, look, these are the principles, this is how it can work. So we have to approximate it. We have to get it somehow in the, in with what we have to work with. Nowadays, we know how it's like, you know, the parents, they, they pressure kids to be extensions of themselves or to, to make them proud, to play it safe, to fit in, to get ahead. I hate that phrase, get ahead. It's like, no, it's about being you and serving something bigger than you. Or like, get ahead. You know, who? What? You know, it's like, screw everybody else. Get ahead, you know. Um, and teachers, they're tasked with, like, great, get, you know, bring up the grade, the the test scores in your class, you know. I mean, but cram in more material in a smaller amount of time, you know. Cram the factoids in. And... You know, ironically, the ones that are the most successful at this game, at the high-grades, prestigious college game, well, they end up being the ones that are most out of sync with their true character. Have you noticed? So one client of mine, you know, as an example, one client of mine, he he followed the well-meaning advice of his dad and truly loving well-meaning advice. This isn't to diss his dad. He just didn't have high age, you know. Awareness yet. He wasn't wise enough. But he he talked his son, you know, he coaxed his son towards an engineering career. You know, this is how many people? This is safe, it's solid, it's always needed, it's good income, it's, you know, all these things. You're going to find a job somewhere. Uh, and all his uh, school aptitude tests pointed in this direction. He, you know, this wasn't a, a foolish set of advice. And sure enough, he was really good at it. Uh, he, he got great grades in college. Out of college, he got this plum job in a really prestigious international firm. He rose in the ranks rapidly. Uh, he got great pay, lots of respect, and you know he was clearly destined for upper management. And this is a whole career. His life was set. You know his, his working life was set. Uh, you know people dream of this. What they you know parents drool over. They want to see their kids in this situation, right? Well, by 30 years old, though, uh, and, you know, 26 to 30, here's this magic window here, very often, um, he, he, he just, his inner con- discontent, he could just no longer rationalize it away. And after, oh, a year or more of, you know, kind of like torturous self soul-searching, he, he just had to make a change. Now, shooting and producing creative videos had long been his serious hobby. So he left his job, went back to school, but this time it was for filmmaking. Oh so his family goes, what filmmaking don't oh, cool. go you know, I mean please. His, his friends and family, really almost everybody thought he was nuts. And you know, it's like I'd rather you be, you know, please like, I don't know, start a restaurant, but don't go film school, an actor uh, Why well, throw away this dynamite career and all this, you know, all this accomplishment and all this money you spend on your education and everything. Uh, it's like, that's like trying to be a rock star or something. Uh, and you can satisfy the hobby, you know, play, get in GarageBand, you know, whatever. Do your do your videos on the side, which he had been doing, by the way. But no, he, he had to do this. Now, just so despite every, his own, you know, and everybody else's fears, he... With and this is a key point with the support of a few key people who saw him and knew he had to do this, he did it. Now, most many people won't, but he did. He had the courage, he had the guts, and he, and he took that leap of faith in himself. Now, where that other people had faith in him, this is really necessary, but you know, it ends up being you've got to have enough faith in yourself to just do it. Now, three years later from leaving his job and going to school he started a small video production company and uh it had and now he has branches in northern southern california this guy hit a home run and uh so you know I, he clearly he loves to go to work every day this is the goal right you want to wake up in the morning looking forward to what you're going to do that day this is how life should be this is this should not be just some sort of weird dream out there So now this is a lot like Jason's story in, in my book, No, in chapter four. Uh, this guy had aptitudes um, and he had misguided urges that got him into two wrong career tracks. And it wasn't until he was 35 that he, you know, five years later than my, my uh, client, that he, that he finally had the maturity, the self-awareness and the strength of character to begin his Dharma as an artist. So, like, like my engineer friend, his parents and counselors—they just didn't have the wisdom to guide him. He was totally on his own. Uh, now, this is a culture-wide phenomenon. So, if you're in this boat, hey, you—how you, could you not be in this boat unless you're one of these rare people that has super wise parents or something? You know. Um, and I love my parents, but they—they—they—they they, they, they didn't have the guidance. How could they know? Uh, And I said that most people these days, they're going to be changing jobs at least every three years. Now, that's a lot. My grandfather had one job for his whole career, you know. And uh, uh, not that I think that by itself is a good thing, but this is a lot of changing. So what's this good? There's a lot of factors why this is happening. But one of the key elements is personal restlessness and aimlessness and loss of uh, no, no awareness of one. Individual purpose—it's—it's discontent, it's deep inner discontent, keeps people moving around all the time. The grass is greener. The grass is greener. And so, what is this? This is just more results of the blind leading the blind. Their blindness leading their blindness. Blind counselors leading them. You know, it's blind leading the blind. Now, by the way, it's important to point out. I've used these examples of of like my client and and the, the the person in, in the story in, in the book, no that switched from very conventional careers to creative pursuits. And I don't want it in any way, make it look like only creative co- careers or something are the, the, the ones that are satisfying or that's your Dharma or something. No, it's like they're, they're and, and that conventional, you know, jobs are somehow by definition soul deadening. It's really not true. And, it, it, it's, it is literally true. The world needs every kind of role. The only issue is what fits you. That's the Dharma issue. And so, you know, if whether it's driving a truck or, you know, curling teeth or uh, writing computer code or, you know, whatever the heck it is. If it's your Dharma, then by doing it, you are going to be contributing to the higher good. You are going to be Growing in the, the best possible way for yourself, and you're going to be enjoying the ride. So, the question's still hanging in the air here. You know, how do you, I find my Dharma? You know, you know how do you how do you do it? You know, you don't in the absence in this culture of ours is not advanced in the in the absence of, of, wise people to show us or institutions to like hand it to us on a platter, like in higher, higher ages, um the it's really important here giving these realities the first thing to to do is like accept it this is your karma and this means it's the results of your own past actions you got landed in this not very advanced culture this sort of like in ignorant time you know but what's the silver lining it is not for your harm there's a secret Benefit here. Always there is with difficult karma. That is, not for the people that are going along in the like karma machine, like the cement mixer that they're not aware and they're just constantly generating more hits. The person has woken up, they're trying to live consciously. Then the karma totally changes its significance. Now it's a, it's a teacher and there's always a silver lining. There really is. It's not happy talk here. This isn't like New Age happy talk. This is fact. So it's like you look for that silver lining. What's the silver lining of, of of like living in in like darker sort of ignorant times? It's well, without the counseling and without the handing it on your platter, you have to dig deeper in yourself. You have to develop self initiative more. You've got to go to your own counselor inside. That's training. You're getting much stronger by doing this. It's necessary. Then maybe you'll earn that time. You know, you're in this high culture where, you have it handed, but you won't misuse it then. You'll, you'll not just coast because it's so easy. You know, you won't take it for granted. we got to go through this because we got to want it and dig deep. So uh, whether or not, you know, you're landing in eight times like this or higher ages, whatever, you've got to develop the ability to do it yourself. It's really self-awareness, self-realization that it's all about. Doesn't matter if somebody over there that your teacher knows it everything you've got to know it for yourself. So, you know, definitely still seek out mentors if you can find them and and that are capable of helping to draw out your. So they can see you and draw out your, your inner potential. your understand your dharma, but really mostly it's about what you do for yourself, right? It's you, so this is the point of the book. No, to give you tools at the level you can use them at this level in this culture. You can start to cultivate your own intuition, your own awareness of, of your you know, your own inner guidance. Now, the other thing is have courage. You've got to have guts. You know, Take courage. Because if you decide to break ranks and you take that, load, that road less traveled, it is a guarantee you are going to run up against very stiff resistance. There's, you know, uh, these well-intentioned friends and family in you know, the entire culture, they, it's good, their fears are going to descend upon you and they're going to magnify your own fears. So You've got to understand that. Be ready for that. So this is why it's so vital. You have got to build what I call your, you know, your Dharma support community. So what's this? This is, you know, one, you find role models either in, in form, you know, in front of you or in literature or, or you know, other other people you've heard of. You can read their books that uh, that you can emulate. They're living their dharma or they have in the past. So there's example there to follow. And it means keeping close to your friends who are also seekers. Those are your real friends. And then enjoy the show.